Preface of the Women of the American Revolution, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Céline Major. The Women of the American Revolution, Volume 1, by Elizabeth F. Ellett. Preface in offering this work to the public it is due to the reader no less than the writer to say something of the extreme difficulty which has been found in obtaining materials sufficiently reliable for a record designed to be strictly authentic three-quarters of a century have necessarily effaced all recollection of many imposing domestic scenes of the revolution and cast over many a veil of obscurity through which it is hard to distinguish their features whatever has not been preserved by contemporaneous written testimony or derived at an early period from immediate actors in the scenes is liable to the suspicion of being distorted or discoloured by the imperfect knowledge the prejudices or the fancy of its narrators it is necessary always to distrust and very often to reject traditionary information much of this character has been received from various sources but i have refrained from using it in all cases where it is not supported by responsible personal testimony or where it was found to conflict in any of its details with established historical facts inasmuch as political history says but little and that vaguely and incidentally of the women who bore their part in the revolution the materials for a work treating of them and their actions and sufferings must be derived in great part from private sources the apparent dearth of information was at first almost disheartening except the letters of mrs adams no fair exponent of the feelings and trials of the women of the revolution had been given to the public for the letters of mrs wilkinson afford but a limited view of a short period of the war of the southern women mrs mott was the only one generally remembered in her own state for the act of magnanimity recorded in history and a few fragmentary anecdotes of female heroism to be found in garden's collection and some historical works completed the amount of published information on the subject letters of friendship and affection those most faithful transcripts of the heart and mind of individuals have been earnestly sought and examined wherever they could be obtained but letter-writing was far less usual among our ancestors than it is at the present day and the uncertainty and sometimes the danger attendant upon the transmission of letters were not only an impediment to frequent correspondence but excluded from that which did exist much discussion of the all-absorbing subjects of the time of the little that was written too how small a portion remains in this as it has been truly called manuscript destroying generation but while much that might have illustrated the influence of women and the domestic character and feeling of those days had been lost or obscured by time it appeared yet possible by persevering effort to recover something worthy of an enduring record with the view of eliciting information for this purpose application was made severally to the surviving relatives of women remarkable for position or influence or whose zeal personal sacrifices or heroic acts had contributed to promote the establishment of american independence my success in these applications has not been such as to enable me to fill out entirely my own idea of the work i wish to present to the reader some of the sketches are necessarily brief and meagre and perhaps few of them do full justice to their subjects there is also inherent difficulty in delineating female character which impresses itself on the memory of those who have known the individual by delicate traits that may be felt but not described the actions of men stand out in prominent relief and are a safe guide in forming a judgment of them 
a woman's fear on the other hand is secluded and in very few instances does her personal history even though she may fill a conspicuous position afford sufficient incident to throw a strong light upon her character this want of salient points for description must be felt by all who have attempted a faithful portraiture of some beloved female relative how much is the difficulty increased when a stranger essays a tribute to those who are no longer among the living and whose existence was passed for the most part in a quiet round of domestic duties it need scarcely be said that the deficiency of material has in no case been supplied by fanciful embellishment these memoirs are a simple and homely narrative of real occurrences wherever details were wanting to fill out the picture it has been left in outline for some more fortunate limner no labour of research no pains in investigation and none but those who have been similarly engaged can estimate the labour have been spared in establishing the truth of the statements it can hardly be expected that inaccuracies have been altogether avoided in a work where the facts have to be drawn from numerous and sometimes conflicting authorities but errors if discovered may be hereafter corrected the sketches contained in the first volume illustrating progressive stages of the war are arranged with some observance of chronological order while those in the second do not admit of such a distribution many authorities including nearly all the books upon the revolution have been consulted and references made to those to which i am under special obligations for the memoir of mrs bache i am indebted to the pen of mr william duane of philadelphia and for that of mrs allen to mr henry r schoolcraft of washington my grateful acknowledgments are due also to mr jacob b moore librarian of the new york historical society for valuable advice and for facilities afforded me in examining the books and manuscripts under his charge and to dr joseph johnson the rev james h say and the hon judge o'neill of south carolina who have obligingly aided me in the collection of authentic particulars connected with the war in that state others have rendered valuable assistance in the same way and in affording me an opportunity of examining family papers in their possession to them all and to those numerous friends who have encouraged me by their sympathy and kind wishes in this arduous but interesting task i offer my most heartfelt thanks if the work whose progress they have cherished should be deemed a useful contribution to american history they will be no less gratified than myself that its design has been accomplished e f e the women of the revolution all americans are accustomed to view with interest and admiration the events of the revolution its scenes are vivid in their memory and its prominent actors are regarded with the deepest veneration but while the leading spirits are thus honored attention should be directed to the source whence their power was derived to the sentiment pervading the mass of the people the force of this sentiment working in the public heart cannot be measured because amidst the abundance of materials for the history of action there is little for that of the feeling of those times and as years pass on the investigation becomes more and more difficult yet it is both interesting and important to trace its operation it gave statesmen their influence and armed heroes for victory what could they have done but for the home sentiment to which they appealed and which sustained them in the hour of trial and success they were thus aided to the eminence they gained through toils and perils others may claim a share in the merit if not the fame of their illustrious deeds the unfading laurels that wreathed their brows had their root in the hearts of the people and were nourished with their life-blood the feeling which wrought thus powerfully in the community depended in great part upon the women 
it is always thus in times of popular excitement who can estimate moreover the controlling influence of early culture during the years of the progress of british encroachment and colonial discontent when the sagacious politician could discern the portentous shadow of events yet far distant there was no time for the nurture in the domestic sanctuary of that love of civil liberty which afterwards kindled into a flame and shed light on the world the talk of matrons in american homes was of the people's wrongs and the tyranny that oppressed them till the sons who had grown to manhood with strengthened aspirations towards a better state of things and views enlarged to comprehend their invaded rights stood up prepared to defend them to the utmost patriotic mothers nursed the infancy of freedom their counsels and their prayers mingled with the deliberations that resulted in a nation's assertion of its independence they animated the courage and confirmed the self-devotion of those who ventured all in the common cause they frowned upon instances of coldness or backwardness and in the period of deepest gloom cheered and urged onward the desponding they willingly shared inevitable dangers and privations relinquished without regret prospects of advantage to themselves and parted with those they loved better than life not knowing when they were to meet again it is almost impossible now to appreciate the vast influence of woman's patriotism upon the destinies of the infant republic we have no means of showing the important part she bore in maintaining the struggle and in laying the foundations on which so mighty and majestic a structure has arisen history can do it no justice for history deals with the workings of the head rather than the heart and the knowledge received by tradition of the domestic manners and social character of the times is too imperfect to furnish a sure index we can only dwell upon individual instances of magnanimity fortitude self-sacrifice and heroism bearing the impress of the feeling of revolutionary days indicative of the spirit which animated all and to which in its various and multiform exhibitions we are not less indebted for national freedom than to the swords of the patriots who poured out their blood tis true cleander says a writer in one of the papers of the day asterisk new jersey gazette october eleventh seventeen eighty return to text no mean spirit will accrue to him who shall justly celebrate the virtues of our ladies shall not their generous contributions to relieve the wants of the defenders of our country supply a column to emulate the roman women stripped of their jewels when the public necessity demanded them such tributes were often called forth by the voluntary exertions of american women their patriotic sacrifices were made with an enthusiasm that showed the earnest spirit ready on every occasion to appear in generous acts some gave their own property and went from house to house to solicit contributions for the army colors were embroidered by fair hands and presented with the charge never to desert them and arms and ammunition were provided by the same liberal zeal they formed themselves into associations renouncing the use of teas and other imported luxuries and engaging to card spin and weave their own clothing in mecklenburg and rowan counties north carolina young ladies of the most respectable families pledged themselves not to receive the addresses of any suitors who had not obeyed the country's call for military service the needy shared the fruit of their industry and economy they visited hospitals daily sought the dungeons of the provost and the crowded holds of prison ships and provisions were carried from their stores to the captives whose only means of recompense was the blessing of those who were ready to perish 
many raised grain gathered it made bread and carried it to their relatives in the army or in prisons accompanying the supply with exhortations never to abandon the cause of their country the burial of friends slain in battle or chance encounters often devolved upon them and even enemies would not have received sepulture without the service of their hands when the resources of the country scarcely allowed the scantiest supply of clothing and provisions and british cruisers on the coast destroyed every hope of aid from merchant vessels when to the distressed troops their cup of fortune seemed full to overflowing and there appeared no prospect of relief except from the benevolence of their fellow-citizens when even the ability of these was almost exhausted by repeated applications then it was that the women of pennsylvania and new jersey by their zealous exertions and willing sacrifices accomplished what had been thought impossible not only was the pressure of want removed but the sympathy and favor of the fair daughters of america says one of the journals operated like a charm on the soldier's heart gave vigor to exertion confidence to his hopes of success and the ultimate certainty of victory and peace general washington in his letter of acknowledgment to the committee of ladies says the army ought not to regret its sacrifices or its sufferings when they meet with so flattering a reward as in the sympathy of your sex nor can it fear that its interests will be neglected when espoused by advocates as powerful as they are amiable an officer in camp writes in june seventeen eighty the patriotism of the women of your city is a subject of conversation with the army had i poetical genius i would sit down and write an ode in praise of it burgoyne who on his first coming to america boasted that he would dance with the ladies and coax the men to submission must now have a better understanding of the good sense and public spirit of our females as he has already heard of the fortitude and inflexible temper of our men another observes we cannot appeal in vain for what is good to that sanctuary where all that is good has its proper home the female bosom how the influence of women was estimated by john adams appears from one of his letters to his wife i think i have sometimes observed to you in conversation that upon examining the biography of illustrious men you will generally find some female about them in the relation of mother or wife or sister to whose instigation a great part of their merit is to be ascribed you will find a curious example of this in the case of aspasia the wife of pericles she was a woman of the greatest beauty and the first genius she taught him it is said his refined maxims of policy his lofty imperial eloquence nay even composed the speeches on which so great a share of his reputation was founded i wish some of our great men had such wives by the account in your last letter it seems the women in boston begin to think themselves able to serve their country what a pity it is that our generals in the northern districts had not aspasia to their wives i believe the two howes have not very great women for wives if they had we should suffer more from their exertions than we do this is our good fortune a smart wife would have put howe in possession of philadelphia a long time ago the venerable major spalding of georgia writes in reply to an application to him for information respecting the revolutionary woman of his state i am a very old man and have read as much as any one i know yet i have never known and never read of one no not one who did not owe high standing or a great name to his mother's blood or his mother's training my friend randolph said he owed everything to his mother mr jefferson's mother was a randolph and he acknowledged that he owed everything to her rearing general washington we all know attributed everything to his mother 
lord bacon attributed much to his mother's training and will any one doubt that even alexander believed he owed more to the blood and lofty ambition of olympia than the wisdom or cunning of philip the sentiments of the women towards the brave defenders of their native land were expressed in an address widely circulated at the time and read in the churches of virginia we know it says that at a distance from the theatre of war if we enjoy any tranquillity it is the fruit of your watchings your labours your dangers and shall we hesitate to evince to you our gratitude shall we hesitate to wear clothing more simple and dress less elegant while at the price of this small privation we shall deserve your benedictions the same spirit appears in a letter found among some papers belonging to a lady of philadelphia it was addressed to a british officer in boston and written before the declaration of independence the following extract will show its character i will tell you what i have done my only brother i have sent to the camp with my prayers and blessings i hope he will not disgrace me i am confident he will behave with honour and emulate the great examples he has before him and had i twenty sons and brothers they should go i have retrenched every superfluous expense in my table and family tea i have not drunk since last christmas nor bought a new cap or gown since your defeat at lexington and what i never did before have learned to knit and am now making stockings of american wool for my servants and this way do i throw in my might to the public good i know this that as free i can die but once but as a slave i shall not be worthy of life i have the pleasure to assure you that these are the sentiments of all my sister americans they have sacrificed assemblies parties of pleasure tea-drinking and finery to that great spirit of patriotism that actuates all degrees of people throughout this extensive continent if these are the sentiments of females what must glow in the breasts of our husbands brothers and sons they are as with one heart determined to die or be free it is not a quibble in politics a science which few understand that we are contending for it is this plain truth which the most ignorant peasant knows and is clear to the weakest capacity that no man has a right to take their money without their consent you say you are no politician oh sir it requires no machiavellian head to discover this tyranny and oppression it is written with a sunbeam every one will see and know it because it will make every one feel and we shall be unworthy of the blessings of heaven if we ever submit to it heaven seems to smile on us for in the memory of man never were known such quantities of flax and sheep without number we are making powder fast and do not want for ammunition from all portions of the country thus arose the expression of woman's ardent zeal under accumulated evils the manly spirit that alone could secure success might have sunk but for the firmness and intrepidity of the weaker sex it supplied every persuasion that could animate to perseverance and secure fidelity the noble deeds in which this irrepressible spirit breathed itself were not unrewarded by persecution the case of the quakeress deborah franklin who was banished from new york by the british commandant for her liberality in relieving the sufferings of the american prisoners was one among many in our days of tranquillity and luxury imagination can scarcely compass the extent of severity of the trials endured and it is proportionately difficult to estimate the magnanimity that bore all not only with uncomplaining patience but with a cheerful forgetfulness of suffering in view of the desired object the alarms of war the roar of the strife itself could not silence the voice of woman lifted in encouragement or in prayer 
the horrors of battle or massacre could not drive her from the post of duty the effect of this devotion cannot be questioned though it may not now be traced in particular instances these were for the most part known only to those who were themselves actors in the scenes or who lived in the midst of them the heroism of the revolutionary women has passed from remembrance with the generation who witnessed it or is seen only by faint and occasional glimpses through the gathering obscurity of tradition to render a measure of justice inadequate it must be to a few of the american matrons whose names deserve to live in remembrance and to exhibit something of the domestic side of the revolutionary picture is the object of this work as we recede from the realities of that struggle it is regarded with increasing interest by those who enjoy its results while the elements which were its life-giving principle too subtle to be retained by the grave historian are fleeting fast from apprehension yet without some conception of them the revolution cannot be appreciated we must enter into the spirit as well as master the letter while attempting to pay a tribute but too long withheld to the memory of women who did and endured so much in the cause of liberty we should not be insensible to the virtues exhibited by another class belonging equally to the history of the period these had their share of reverse and suffering many saw their children and relatives espousing opposite sides and with ardent feelings of loyalty in their hearts were forced to weep over the miseries of their families and neighbours many were driven from their homes despoiled of property and finally compelled to cast their lot in desolate wilds and ungenial climate asterisk the ancient acadia comprising nova scotia and new brunswick was settled by many of the refugee loyalists from the united states return to text and while their heroism fortitude and spirit of self-sacrifice were not less brightly displayed their hard lot was unpitied and they met with no reward in the library of william h prescott at his residence in boston are two swords crossed above the arch of an alcove one belonged to his grandfather colonel william prescott who commanded the american troops in the redoubt at bunker hill the other was the sword of captain lindsay of the royal navy who commanded the british sloop of war the falcon then lying in the mystic from which the american troops were fired upon as they crossed to bunker hill captain lindsay was the grandfather of mrs prescott the swords of those two gallant soldiers who fought on different sides upon that memorable day now in the possession of their united descendants and crossed an emblem of peace in the library of the great american historian are emblematic of the spirit in which our history should be written such be the spirit in which we view the loyalists of those days End of the preface